Hi, Caitlin, alcoholic. Thank you, Stuart, for asking me to be here tonight. I always jump at the opportunity to be of service to Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, my sobriety date is April 4th, 2018. Um, I did not get here willingly. Um, I came in in 2012 because of a DUI initially, um, but I continued to sign my own court cards. <laughs> I don't recommend it. Um, when I first got here, I was so broken and so ashamed of who I was and what I had done and the people I'd hurt and the jobs that I couldn't attend. Um, you know, I was so unreliable and sick and I didn't know it at the time. Um, you know, I thought you guys were the problem. I thought everyone around me was the problem. Um, you know, boyfriends and bosses and family, you know, because I come from a very sick family. Um, but it had nothing to do with me. You know, I wasn't an alcoholic. I just hung around people that drank a lot, you know, um, even though I was clearing out the bar every night and um, lights would come on. And, you know, if I hadn't had a conquest to bring home, you know, it was, it was a failure and I wasn't showing up for work and um, I was driving my car drunk. Luckily I didn't kill anybody. Thank God. Um, but that didn't make me want to stay no matter what I did or who I hurt or, um, you know, the shameful things that I had done. It didn't make me want to sit in those seats. Um, but by the grace of a higher power, um, you know, I'd witnessed somebody come into the rooms and stay and they were fighting for their sanity. And, you know, it happened to be a member of my family and she had attended rehab prior to, and, um, I never ended up going to any type of rehab program. Um, although I probably could have used one. Um, but she had this sense of hope, but she had nothing. She was sleeping on her parents' couch. And, um, I remember her asking me to spend time with her and I hadn't had a job in three years. I mean, I was at bottom, you know, and of course I'm the type of alcoholic who moves to, <laughs> to get away from an ex here. I decided to move to Lake Tahoe and they can drink 24 hours a day out there. You know, they don't shut down the bars. And I thought I can get away from people here and that'll solve my problem. Um, and it just got worse out there. I was there for a year and a half. That's how long I lasted. Um, you know, and I got into a really bad car accident out there and I ended up coming home. Um, I lost a family member here. And so I thought, okay, well, I'll come back. Um, you know, and I'm living under my parents' roof again. And, you know, as a kid, I remember this idea that I kept telling myself that I wasn't like everyone else. Like there was something wrong with me. I felt like the hunchback of Notre Dame, you know, when I was in elementary school, like I just didn't want to be there. You know, I couldn't even go to sixth grade science camp. Like I didn't, I couldn't get on the bus. I was so ridden with, you know, separation anxiety. And, you know, I'd grown up with a sister who was in and out of the rooms and in and out of rehabs and jails. And, um, you know, so I'd watched what this disease looks like, you know, firsthand as a child. And so, you know, I didn't want to be one of me, you know, like I didn't want to be in my own skin. And um, is somebody timing me, by the way? Okay, thank you. Um, and so when she had come to me and asked me, you know, if I wanted to spend time with her and she was laying on her mom's couch and I thought to myself, why are you smiling? You don't have a job. I don't have a job. I've not, no, not a dollar to my name. 
I'm listening for the repo truck at night. Like I cannot get my life together. Just months before that, I had tried to off myself from, you know, a bottle of Tylenol PM. Like that's where my head is at and nothing is working. Not even my suicide attempts, you know, I can't seem to just end it. And so, you know, she looked at me and she passed me the big book on her, her little like tablet thing. And she said, read the doctor's opinion. I didn't know what it was. I didn't even know what the big book was. And, um, you know, and at this point I'd been to the rooms, but I'd never been to a big book meeting. It was a speaker meeting and I wasn't listening, you know? Um, and so, so she said, read the doctor's opinion. And in that moment, I thought to myself, oh my God, I'm sick. Like I have a disease, you know, and it didn't click right away. You know, I, I continued to go to meetings and I remember my third or fourth meeting that I had gone to because I wasn't again working. So I went all day and for some odd reason, I just kept coming back. You know, people kept telling me to come back. And so I did, you know, I didn't, I didn't run away this time. And, um, <laughs> and this woman, I remember her speaking, she was taking a year and um, I'd maybe had, I don't know, 30 days. And she was telling the story about how, you know, during her one year share, she was saying how um, she could finally go camping and not drink. And I thought to myself, I want that. And you guys kept telling me to get a sponsor who had something that I wanted. <laughs> so that's who I asked to, to sponsor me um, because she could drink and go, she could go camping without having to drink. And I wanted that life. You know, I wanted to go to the river. I wanted to go to Vegas. I wanted to do all of the things that people were doing in my life because I'm young, right? Um, you know, I, I kept telling myself that I didn't have to stay here forever. You know, I was going to get it at one point and I would be able to walk out and, you know, my life would continue on and nobody would know what happened. Right. And it has been so different. My experience, you know, um, I stayed with that sponsor for a year. I could not work the steps, honestly, to save my life. I did not want to tell her the things that I had done, the people I had hurt, um, the shame that I felt deep down, you know, from stuff that I had done as a child, um, you know, and I, it was preventing me from wanting to look at myself in the mirror, but I couldn't tell another person, you know? And um, I remember her just being so kind and so gentle. And, you know, um, there was this woman, I remember I, I started going to an 11 step meeting because everyone kept telling me I needed to find a higher power and I didn't have one. I couldn't connect to one. Um, you guys had one and you kept throwing yours at me, right? This is what I'm telling myself, um, that I needed to find God. And you kept saying the G word and I kept getting really turned off by that. I didn't want to, you know, call my higher power God, um, you know, and I kept telling you that that's what I wanted, right? That I was trying to convince you that I had a higher power because I'm a liar deep down right? That's one of my character defects. You know, I will tell you whatever you want to hear so that you get off of my back. And, um, you know, that's what keeps me out of trouble, right? That's what keeps me thinking that, you know, I, I still have my pride and my ego. And, um, you know, I, I got to paint this pretty picture so that you think that I'm doing everything right. And I convinced the sponsor that I was, um, you know, that I'd found a higher power and really I hadn't. And so I started going to an 11 step meeting. And I remember they were sharing about God all the time. And this woman 
was sitting there and she was talking about how she had had this experience while she was meditating. It was like blue light going up her spine. And again, I had this moment where like, I want that, you know, I want to feel the sense of relief when my eyes are closed. Cause when I'm in my own head, it's a thousand monkeys. Like I cannot stop the screaming and, and the talking and the convincing and the lying. And, you know, I, I've lied so much to so many different people that I don't remember my stories. You know, I don't remember your names. I don't remember anything because I'm so caught up in my own mind. Um, and that woman had something I wanted. So I respectfully, you know, asked her to be my sponsor, stepped away from the previous sponsor I was working with because that's what I needed at the time. You know, it wasn't anything wrong with that particular sponsor, but I needed to grow. And so at two years of sobriety, I finally got honest with this woman and holy cow, you know, the, the powers and the steps, you know, the, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, if you don't have one and you haven't opened it with another member of Alcoholics Anonymous, I highly suggest it. You know, they only give us suggestions here and I was unwilling to listen. Thank you. But once I did, you know, and I, and I worked the surface steps with my first sponsor, you know, I did the fourth column. I, I put everything down. I got to write down everyone I hated and everything they had done to me because I'm the victim, right? Um, poor me. But today it's so different. You know, I get to show up and be a member of Alcoholics Anonymous today. And I want to be here. I want to look people in the eyes. I want to look myself in the mirror today because I've gotten honest and I can write these things down and I can show up for my family in ways that I never thought possible. And, you know, it's the, the gifts just keep coming. They're not things that I thought I would ever want, um, but they're things that I never thought I could have. You know, I have the job, I have all of the things, I got all of those back, right? I got the bank account, I have the apartment, I have the things, but that's not what Alcoholics Anonymous has done for me. It's so much more than that. You know, I, I, I have a connection with a higher power that has given me the grace and forgiveness to be able to forgive myself for what I've done. And, you know, I get to work, thank you, with, with other women in this program and share my sobriety and, and my experience with them in hopes that they find what I have. So thank you so much for letting me share.